Hello and welcome to European Pharmaceutical Reviews podcast. I'm Caroline Peachy. I'm the editor of European Pharmaceutical Review and I'll be your host today. In today's episode, we're talking about pharmaceutical packaging and I'm thrilled to be joined by Manu Kizenkare, Associate Director of Packaging Engineering at Gilead. Hi Manu, thank you for joining me today. Hi Caroline, happy to be here. Fantastic. Right. Before we delve into all things packaging, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your career in the pharmaceutical industry? Absolutely. I have been in the pharmaceutical space, medical device space for about 17 years, specific to packaging. My first half of the career was medical device and drug discovery device companies like Boston Scientific, Smith & Nephew, Medtronic, my initial pharmaceutical exposure began with Corning Life Sciences. Corning, as most of might know, is a drug discovery company. They do have a separate vial glass manufacturing company. They invented a glass called Valor Glass. So I, I supported that and I, I, I got a fantastic experience working with Corning there. But my core for my experience began with Bluebird Bio in gene therapy space where I started a packaging technologies department under supply chain. I had an amazing team and an amazing leadership there. Our department there managed packaging designing, packaging validation, more focused on cold chain and also cryo bags, artwork, labeling support. We did all, uh, all in all for commercial and clinicals packaging at Bluebird Bio. Then I moved on to Alnylam Pharmaceutical in an interesting role. It was a supply chain QA role, but focused on pack and label. Alnylam had two commercial products that we supported from more commercial supply perspective, country launches, CMO, 3PL qualification. When I say CMO, contract manufacturing organization, you can treat them as contract packaging organizations as well. So we also uh, were supporting a late stage combination product for Alnylam as well. So then I moved on to Kala Pharmaceutical and took, uh, took up on an external manufacturing role, which was again more specific to packaging, labeling, sterilization and serialization. I managed a bunch of CMOs there, uh, dealt with a lot of equipments. So I had a very good experience there. Now what Gilead Life Sciences my team supports about 20 plus clinical programs and work with uh, various packaging here, like vials, bottles, secondary packaging, combination products, label stock selection, you name it. So I'm, I'm in the middle of it as, of, as we speak. So I'm, I'm very excited how my uh, career has forged. Thank you very much, Manu. How would you say packaging and the packaging industry has changed since you started working in this sector about 15 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's been a huge change, right? Packaging, even pharmaceutical and medical device is a slow-paced environment, but it's not. There is a lot of dynamic changes happening, right? With supply chain regulations, which has a direct impact on packaging. But initially, what I have noticed, Caroline, is that packaging, in my opinion, was an afterthought and an aftermath. However, that perception has changed big time, right? 
companies realize the importance of packaging. They involve packaging at very early stages of designing and research because packaging is a part of the product. Basically, I think packaging has evolved a lot. Now, package engineering is a well-known trade. Many universities across the world offer that as a program, and it has enhanced and expanded so much. Even if you look at different companies, there are a lot of packaging engineers and separate departments. And I have seen where there are separate commercial packaging department, separate clinical packaging department based on the size of the companies. So I want to emphasize on the perception of the packaging has changed big time over the industry. I touched a little bit upon upon the regulations. Regulations have become more specific and it keeps on changing, right? As the market changes, as the environment changes, as we learn new things. With COVID pandemic, many things changed with regulations. We had to kind of accustom real quick to the supply chain and also there were risks that came out of that. So it's it's a very dynamic field, which has changed. Uh, 15 years is a long time. The other biggest change I want to point out is packaging automation. I can't emphasize en- enough, like as we talk through this podcast, I'm going to emphasize more on this because this is tied to artificial intelligence, machine learning. Packaging automation has grown so much. There was a lot of manual operations initially. Now, even the manual operations are getting converted into a semi-automation, if not fully automated, depending on the programs. The contract packaging organization have increased as well. That's another area where there was not a lot of options before, but nowadays there is so much, so many options depending on your product need. You, you can pick and choose your contract packaging organization or contract manufacturing organization. Uh, There are some organizations who manufacture a drug product, a formulation, and also package, right? Their capabilities have expanded unbelievably, and um, they have implemented the new technologies, right? There's a lot lot of competition in that field. Uh, One last thing I want to uh, mention on this question is that enhancement of packaging material. That is another field where there has been a lot of research done by the flexible companies who have come up with unique innovative designs based on the user need, patient's need. There has been a lot of innovation in packaging design itself, right? May it be a primary package, secondary package, or even in cold chain packaging, which is kind of underrated. Fantastic. We've got lots there and I'm sure we'll delve into some of the topics you've mentioned, automation, AI, a bit later on. But Sticking more broadly, can you tell us a bit about the pharmaceutical packaging landscape and what it looks like today? So the pharmaceutical landscape today, uh, more from oral solid dose perspective, bulk of the pharmaceuticals that are oral solid dose still rely on the plastic HTP bottles, right? These are legacy bottles. Some of the things are so simple, it doesn't have to change and they're very effective, right? So you still see a lot of HTP bottles with traditional desiccants, right? Some of the tablets which are moisture sensitive use desiccants. So it's plastic canisters we use. Uh, There are special cases where dosing is complex. That's where like the blister pack 
comes into play. What I have observed from landscape perspective, Caroline, is that in the U.S., bottles are preferred compared to blisters. But in Europe and Japan, blisters are pre- uh, preferred. So that's an interesting observation, primarily used today. There has been some innovations, which we'll talk more about it. But primarily, I've seen um, bottles and blisters. The vials, vial kits, pre-filled syringes and auto-injectors are also gaining a lot of traction with biologics being one of the main focus in the coming years, you know. And uh, then there is cell and gene therapy where we use cryobags and an ecosystem which kind of supports the cryobags with cold chain packaging. We have different cold chain packaging designs which supports dry ice, frozen equipments, PCMs, phase change materials which help to retain the cold atmosphere for the minus 20, minus 40, up to 40 C control temperature products and ultra frozen liquid nitrogen support with minus 140 C products. Thank you, Manu. I wondered if you could maybe weigh up the benefits of, you know, bottles versus blister packaging. Yeah, absolutely. So both has its pros and cons, right? With bottles, it's very simple. It's cost effective compared to blisters, right? But blisters, you you can be fancy by it's more patient interactive, right? So I think it based on your needs and also geographical preferences sometimes, company preferences kind of comes into play. Some of the companies who have used bottles, from sustainability perspective, there are some efforts that have been done in both in bottles and blisters. But as of today, we are seeing this kind of trend in the US and Europe. What would you say is the single main challenge facing packaging developers today? So basically, packaging patient adherence is one of the biggest challenges as of today, right? Um, Starting with the clinical setting, you want good clinical data. For that, patients need to stick to their regimen and take the appropriate dose on time. So that has been a huge issue. Even the product, well, once it gets commercialized, that that space needs a lot of emphasis moving forward. But there has been a lot of efforts uh, that has been put together. So that's one big challenge in, in pharma space where when you're designing the packaging, it's a multifacet, right? You need to work with your clinical ops. You need to work with your quality team, your patient ops, patient safety to kind of emphasize this patient adherence. Uh, The second challenge would be just the project timelines and the project timelines itself, right? Because there is so much, so many moving projects and sometimes you just don't have time to give the details, deep support for a particular project. You tend to utilize what has been working for you, uh, right? But I think that you, we need to keep up with the industry and the technology. The biggest push recently has been sustainability. And it is difficult to come up with solutions, cost-effective, sustainable solutions. For instance, the PVC blisters are the most cost-effective. It's uh, machinability, it's flexibility. It's very hard to replicate that, Right. So it's difficult to replace packaging like that, but there has been a lot of efforts through that. The other thing I want to say is, which is kind of a hidden thing, is access to information. Sometimes you you have a problem at hand and you don't have 
a lot of access to information what's out there how can how can i fix this particular issue you know so engineers tend to spend a lot of time in brainstorming trying to find solutions so that that is a challenge as well and also on the same lines even though you come up with an innovative solution right it's difficult to implement it from internal resistance internal resistance meaning uh, for a good reason right you might have some resistance from your leadership you might have generic cost resistance right because it wouldn't su- uh, support what you want to implement and there are some financial implications for qualification validations and time which goes with that that's a big uh, push or a challenge for packaging engineers and developers and the compatibility itself right even though you come up with a new material you still have to do your due diligence on is this particular material compatible with your drug your formulation so that's that's another key aspect for you to consider and changing regulations right so that's that's another big aspect where you need to keep up with your regulations and it different countries have different regulations so i think that keeps you on your toes so there's there's so many things going on that you need to have a structure to kind of tackle all these challenges so manu what would you say are the top 3 considerations for packaging developers with this changing world and dynamic environment it's very important for packaging developers packaging engineers to immerse themselves in innovation introducing innovation slowly into your ecosystem is very key because we need to keep up with our, with the technology it's easy to kind of lean back on what you have been using for a long time but there are challenges right there are financial implications when you are trying to induce a new innovative design or a technology into your ecosystem so it's very important for you to focus and have innovation implemented in your packaging design or in your processes right the second thing i want to say is automation and ai when designing any packaging systems it's very important for you to consider how it's packaged are we using what kind of equipment are we using is it going to be a semi automation or a manual pack or a fully automation packaging uh, what kind of cartons will be used is that compatible with with an automation system can that be used for both manual and automation system right so it's very important to take the automation into account because it's inevitable that we are going to move towards automation if not we have already moved towards it so the third thing is more like the standardization and platform approach for your products like if you have uh, blister packs or bottles or combination products think of standardizing them so that it is easy for you for other products to implement that kind of standardization manu what do you think 2024 will bring for the packaging industry as we were talking i think there is a huge push for sustainability i can't emphasize enough about sustainability many companies are moving away from thermoform trays any kind of plastic they could reduce they are highly and heavily looking into it in fact uh, in our company we have replaced even the utensils with wooden spoons and forks so it's very important that sustainability should be given a high preference when you're designing 
Uh, well, in some cases, it's not possible as of now. From we are we are limited from technology perspective, right? But I think sustainability will be will be a big one in twenty twenty four. And uh, there are some proven and tested packaging systems, right? Which are glass vials and bottles, which are legacy product. I see that they will still continue going into twenty twenty four. There is no reason to change those, right? There could be some advancement, but it's simple and it works. So I I don't see any changes there. There has been a trend in the increase of biologics, Caroline, leading into parenteral pre-filled syringes, AIs, vials. The the increase of these packaging systems will definitely increase. That in turn triggers your increased usage of cold chain packaging systems because. Most of your biologics need to be temperature controlled, so there will be a lot of emphasis on cold chain packaging, which, which in my personal opinion, is a little bit it's little underrated, but I I think there will be a lot of emphasis on that uh, moving forward. There has been a push to replace plastic blisters, right, targeting more towards PVC or any kind of uh, plastic. So the the search will continue. I don't think we have a good replacement today. The other interesting thing that I have noticed, Caroline, is companies are hiring big profile consultancy firms to help with their decision making from packaging perspective. Right? It can be market research, what kind of packaging systems you use in a particular market, and just getting to the bottom of it. Right? Trying to make the right decision so that it helps them in designing packaging. Or coming up with an appropriate packaging for that particular market, like we were talking about it in the beginning, that if we are going into Europe, think more blister pack, right? If it makes sense for from your company's value perspective. The other important thing I want to mention is uh, smart softwares are gaining a lot of traction, and that will continue. There are softwares which basically designs a virtual tablets for you right and you could use those uh, virtual tablets to design your packaging system these softwares are time effective that you can have drawings uh, in minutes in seconds right if you plug in your requirement specification you will get a 3d model of your tablet and that can tr- get translated into a packaging as well from if you're doing a bottle size assessment or if you're doing any kind of packaging assessment these models would definitely help you there is also a, a huge development in virtual simulation arena basically you can design your packaging process and virtually see how it works you can look into finding risks flaws your cycle time so there's a lot of advancement in the 3d virtual space fantastic i mean lots of technology there that you've mentioned manu so looking further ahead, I mean, what kind of innovations do you anticipate in the next five to 10 years? There is a bunch of innovations that I have seen, I've read through the ages, right? There is a lot happening in this field, Caroline, right? So let's focus a little bit on the desiccant itself, right? So desiccant is a very important part um, in the packaging, pharmaceutical packaging realm for oral solid dose. Currently, we use a traditional plastic canister desiccant that is not sustainable right again emphasis on sustainability what are the innovation to support that so there are desiccated blisters 
which basically you can control the moisture in each pockets of blister, right? You can heat stake this patented material to the blisters and that controls your moisture environment for your tablets. There are desiccants which are embedded in the bottle itself. So you can basically eliminate your plastic canister that you basically put it in your bottles. That actually in turn helps the carbon footprint. You're reducing a component. So that's that's a fantastic innovation in my opinion. There is also the vial and bottle sleeves which can be inserted and custom made in bottles. Instead of embedding a desiccant, you would have a layer inside the bottle um, where it would uh, protect from moisture and again eliminate the need of a physical plastic canister desiccant. Which uh, There is also another sustainable desiccant which is biodegradable desiccant that is used primarily mostly in the oral solid dose space which is again gaining a lot of traction. Uh, you can replace the plastic uh, desiccant with this uh, sustainable desiccant. There has also been some effort to replace the glass vials where uh, feasible. There has been a material called crystal zenith uh, plastic, which basically mimics the glass vials, right? So the, I have seen the trend that's upcoming. A lot of flexible vendors have developed different blister solutions where you go from three ply to two ply reducing 40 percent of the material itself but still have the same characteristics which is used in blister packs which supports both child resistance and adult senior friendly packaging which helps it pop out it doesn't compromise the functionality itself there's a lot of advancement in the material space auto injectors are one of the most effective packaging system out there for injectables, but it's super expensive, right? I think there has been a lot of efforts made to reduce the cost of auto injectors. So in the future, I, I see a lot of advancement in auto injector space as well. We do have pre-filled syringe, the next best thing uh, compared to auto injectors today in the market, but the functionality, the ease of use of auto injectors is unmatched. So I, there will be a lot of development in that particular aspect. There is a lot of emphasis on the patient adherence as well, right? There are a lot of caps that they are used today in the market. These caps basically screw on top of your normal bottle. These are primarily used for clinical uh, study. These caps basically remind you, keep tabs of when the patient takes the medication. It sends automatic alerts to the doctor. And even the patients, they can download these apps on their phone and set reminders, which talk to your bottles and when the cap is open, right? There are different kind of mechanisms. There is a smart blister pack where when you open the blister, there is an electronic RFID embedded in it, which basically tells you when the pack was open, that means that is that particular time the patient would have taken the medication, right? So all these signals are sent via phone to the healthcare professionals and to the patient to stick with the medication adherence. And there is a lot of things like talk packs, which basically talk to you, uh, remind you to take the medication on time. As we wrap up, I just wondered if you've got any final words, you know, what excites you most about the future of packaging? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, like I touched, there is a, there is so much innovation going on. I'm very excited about how it all come together. Again, in the automation space, like the blockchain, cell and gene therapy space, I think we can feed off all this innovation and kind of work towards one goal. With the global warming, I think packaging can play a huge part from sustainability perspective and support that. There's been a lot of innovation from material perspective. So I think I think we are heading in the right direction here. But there's a lot of innovation and a lot of things to happen. Well, unfortunately, that's all we've got time to discuss today. But thank you so much, Manu, for sharing those details on the packaging developments and looking ahead to some of the exciting technological evolutions that we might see in future on behalf of European Pharmaceutical Review. Thank you all for listening and we hope you'll join us for our next episode.